Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey there, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination, and welcome to the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossword for the week of January 28th, 2019. This week on the show, we're going to be continuing our conversation about Ghostbusters 2020, the new movie that's coming out, a little more speculation and some news that's coming out uh, this past week that we didn't talk about in the previous episode. We're also going to be talking about Ghostbusters Sanctum of Slime, the IDW 2021 shot that just came out. Some in-depth discussion coming up soon. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! But, uh, hey... Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the Crossrip. On the dire note that Chris and I were just talking about, which you'll never hear. Your um, sniffles? Uh, the sniffles. We can talk about my sniffles. I guess I now sound a little nasally, too, which is, it sucks. Like, ten minutes ago, it was fine, and then we start recording, and then I sneezed, and uh, such <laughs> it is. It is that time of the year. But, uh, but yeah, welcome to the show. Thank you, everybody, for your comments and your questions and all of your feedback and and positivity that uh poured in about the last episode it's it's so great to have it my goodness we suddenly have a listenership again that is like oh my god i want to talk about all sorts of things which uh is not a knock on all of our listeners uh but just the fact that you guys uh wanted to to talk about things and you wanted to uh to reciprocate you know retweeting out the podcast and things like that it was it was pretty awesome i can tell that everybody's really excited just based upon the response that we got and uh and we do have more voicemails and some more comments that will work into the episode a little bit later here uh sorry to those of you that didn't get into the last episode but uh i, I capped it at a half hour and then i was like we'll we'll play everybody else's next week uh, so yeah, so thank you everybody for calling in. And I also have some uh, text comments, which we'll get into later, uh, which people, uh, including some uh, some of our Instagram followers, were, were kind enough to uh, to send our way for you and I to talk about Chris. So that's that's pretty mm-hmm. cool stuff. Um, but where Chris and I usually have banter here at the top of the show about like, hey, what did you do? What what whiskey drink are we drinking uh, right now? Um, I thought maybe we could reiterate something that we talked about last week, especially in light of things that happened over the three-day weekend down here in the States, um, that we're really going to do our best to keep everything... Just not talking about any of the arguments, not talking about any of the, uh, air quotes, uh, drama that happens online, and and really just making an effort to... Uh, stick to the, the the straight path here of talking about the new movie, talking about FanFest, talking about all of the stuff that excites us, yeah. and not getting caught up in the, well, this person said this person about that person, and I, I just I don't want to really get into that. No. Well, the lesson we learned last time is that it's the insanity of the mass mind, uh, and I don't mean that in, in, in a mean way. What I mean, though, is that since everybody's an individual and everybody has a slight, even people who are roughly on the same page have slightly nuanced 
differences when it comes yeah. to things. Yeah. It means we made the mistake of thinking, well, we will enter in the middle ground and try to address and discuss. And then there'll be a discussion and all will be sorted out. It's right. like, well, it's, it's not. It's us addressing, you know, a giant, you know, tens of thousands headed Hydra, which then, you know, once we put it into the void, they respond and thousands of others hear them. And all we ended up doing was just help kind of boosting the signal. There wasn't a conversation. We just kind of kept the ripples going. So yeah, I, I mean, feel this time it, it, it serves, it would serve better if we just sort of like avoid the negativity as much as possible. There's not really a good way to address it to everybody's satisfaction. So what we can address is all the positive stuff. And yeah. And, and not even necessarily positive stuff, but just keeping to, you know, what we did with uh, Answer the Call was we really tried to, we talked to the, the production people and those that, that were involved in the movie, and we talked about the things that came out that we were seeing, yeah. and j- not really getting caught up in whatever the current uh, argument du jour happened to be on Twitter or, or Reddit or whatever it happened to be. And, and I think this is kind of a good test for you and I, Chris, because... Uh, and, and I'm sure everybody has seen it. Leslie Jones's comments on Twitter sort of reignited. And it's funny because she's kind of the last person that I thought would kind of stoke the fan or, or, or fan the, the flames here. Um, you know, I, I kind of figured everybody was just going to play it cool and, and, and let it be what it was. But when Leslie Jones made her comments, then, of course, here come the articles. And this person is saying this person is the, it, exactly what I said. We were not going to talk about became the news of the day and then uh, i know that a lot of you even on our instagram one of the questions we got uh, was are you going to address what leslie jones said and i feel like the only thing that i can say about what she said and then later what paul feig said was they're it's an emotional reaction um they're hurt they're disappointed uh leslie uh, think about if if you've ever yeah. been fired from a job or you've worked for a company and you've you found out that the company's moving on without you or and it's tough because when you work on a film you pour your heart and soul into it i've heard yeah. so many people say you never set out to make a bad movie and that's exactly what happened um and and we are seeing the raw emotional responses of of uh, certain people um, when they learn that things are moving on without them. And yeah, a, a little bit of it too, is that the minute the new movie got announced, the first response for some people was to express how much they disliked answer the call. It's like, so yeah. it's not even like they came out of left field. They all, the, they just woke up one morning, found out that, you know, the thing they worked on was now on the back burner and the same people that have been complaining about the thing they worked on for two years are back complaining. It's, yeah, it's that's picking it old wounds, which is not, yeah, exactly. So, so um, I was, I wasn't as surprised that it was Leslie Jones just because she is a very, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, uh passionate person. She's, she's passionate. She's very vocal, obviously. Yes. And, um, I mean, I, I guess the reason I was surprised is because she was the, on the receiving end of so much stuff. I figured that, you know, uh, it was water under the bridge for her in the sense that she just probably wanted to move on. Um, but uh, so that's why I was surprised that it that it happened. But um, I mean, I, I think. Well, I mean, in my reaction to it when I saw it was like, well, nobody has ruled these characters out. Nobody has said no. that these characters are. I, look at the the IDW comics; they're popping up in a one shot later this uh, year in, in April. Um, and and there are possibilities that these characters are somehow integrated into maybe not this particular movie, but in the future, or the animated movie, or. You, you never can say never. And then the bummer is when this huge fervor happens with whatever uh, comments are said on Twitter, then it sort of 
it might do more harm than good, which I, I actually was just kind of sad. I was like, oh man, this, this might kind of steer people away from certain things, which I think is a bummer. But, um, but anyway, I, I mean, again, here, it's funny. I, I said we weren't going to talk about it and then we're talking about it, but um, in, in so much as if everybody's like, are you going to address it? Well, there you go. We did. Uh, I think going back to that multi-headed Hydra thing I was talking about, these are two people that had to stand in front of the, the fire hose. You know, everybody else yeah. out there is just, you know, a, a, an individual in a mass and it's, you know, so if she's shouting in, at the void, you know, people get upset about it, but really she's not personally yelling at you. Whereas if you're on the internet and, you know, a hundred thousand people are yelling at directly at you for the thing you worked on, eh, yeah, that's a hard, I give it a pass just because that's, I, I don't think mo- any pe- people out there quite get how much that kind of sucks to, to put something, you know, but like you said, you put your, your heart and soul into something and, and put it out there and, you know, you, you some people like it and some people don't and some people just want you to never forget how personally yeah. they took yeah, it. they really want to so, just run you through the ringer. And and I, I think, think that's why Paul's yeah. comments were so measured too, you know, that literally people had been putting the coals to him for however long it was and still are. I mean, and that's what he was saying yeah. and – uh, so, and he's like, I'm open to the movie. I'm sad that I don't get to see my, my version of the story continue, but you know, that's such as that's Paul's version of it is such as life basically. Um, yeah. and, uh, and, and that was the end of the story. Of course, all of the movie blogs had to fill their quotas and put their, uh, articles up there that this Leslie Jones is angry and, and so on and so forth. And yeah. I, all the more reason that I don't want to get into it. I mean, yeah, it, <laughs> how, how, do, how do I counter that decent mid-level, you know, entertainment outlets and all that were putting up headlines like Feig bashes new Ghostbusters. Like yeah, where, did, yeah. where did you get that from? Honestly? Like, no. So, I mean, it's in the same sense that when Dan and Ernie, uh, sent out some tweets after the announcement that it, it said, uh, original cast breaks their silence and i'm like well no not really i mean they just tweeted what was their silence but well well you and i talked about this before too that dan spoiled the movie months ago and it's like (laughs) you need to look up what spoiler means Uh, (laughs) yeah exactly so uh so at any rate so so, yeah that's 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 the drama that's been occurring um and even though we said we weren't going to talk about it we talked about it for like 10 minutes i think it's pretty much over now yeah it's pretty much over there's so much other news that i want to talk about and also we're going to get into what we weren't able to get into last week which is the wonderful ghostbusters 2020 uh one shot that came out uh from idw comics so we've got some discussion about that uh so Uh Without any delay, let's do it. Let's get into the news. Here we go. Hey, guys. Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here. If you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. All right. So I feel like this is going to be a common thing now at the top of every news segment of our podcast until summer of next year uh ghostbusters 2020 news of which there is kind of very little um nothing nothing concrete that we can report on now what we did do last week is we alluded to a daily mail article that uh chris you and i quickly sort of picked apart that it was the it's the Daily Mail, so uh, picture the National Enquirer or the Daily the Globe or whatever uh, coming out yeah. with that and kind of go, all right, guys, whatever. I always forget what they're like. Like literally, I just never pay attention to them for 
months and months and months. And then, yeah, like I, I, I mentioned it last time, I completely... Yeah, but and got and, bought in. Well, we we bought in, but at the same time, so we we didn't really mention it. But what what the the Daily Mail article said was exclusive. Ernie Hudson confirms original cast is returning. Uh, and then when you watch the video, it was actually shot at a, a BET screening of his uh, his movie, The Family Business, which was a month ago. And yeah. and that's not what he said. He said he was waiting by the phone because he knew that stuff was in the works, and he's just excited and wants to be a part of it. That's what he said. So, uh, of course, everybody picks up on it. Ernie Hudson confirms cast is in. Uh, like we said with the, uh, the the news item at the top with Leslie Jones, uh, it, it perpetuated and, and grew and grew and grew and grew. And then poor Ernie Hudson had to then go uh, on the radio and, and talk to people and say, look, I need to clarify some stuff. I never said this. I actually have not been approached yet. Uh, I am very excited for Jason Reitman. I'm glad to see uh, the the original timeline uh, continuing on, uh, but nobody has approached me yet. Um, and, uh, you know, basically he's saying exactly what he said in the Daily Mail article, I'm waiting by the phone for a call. Uh, yeah. So so now, I don't know about you, Chris, but the, the comments that I'm seeing on, on social media, particularly on the CrossRip social media is, oh my God, they can't do this movie without Ernie. We want Ernie in the movie. Calm down. I I have no doubts. Honestly, I if we want to do our podcast our podcast bet here, Ernie Hudson and Dan Aykroyd are going to be in this movie. I, Absolutely. Dollars it's it just it has to happen. There's no reason for it not to happen. However, knowing the secrecy of this movie, I'm sure people already are under NDA, probably including Mr. Hudson. And as soon as the Daily Mail says that he confirms to them exclusively, he's in violation of his NDA if he's actually said that to them. So he kind of needs to go out there and say, look, I never said this to them. Uh, I need to clarify my comments and and set people straight. So I would put a podcast bet on la, la, la. So they start shooting this summer, let's say. Yeah, a cu- couple months from now, at least. Yeah. Uh, we get to, I don't know, do they release, I guess they release trailers all over the time. I would say that by the year's end of this year, because they'll, they'll want to put out a trailer that, you know, a four to January, February, March, anyway, May, five months. So let's say they, they aim for like a May, June sort of thing. So yeah, five, six months. So by the end of this year, they're going to release a trailer. And that's how we find out that they're in it. Yeah. Or, they or will at include Fan footage. Fest, uh, that's when... Yes, yes. But uh, let's put that aside for the moment. Yeah, yeah. Because let's just... Well, again, I think it's a pretty safe bet that that uh, Dan and Ernie will both be at Fan Fest. Uh, but again, if people are asking, are you going to be in it? They may say... Again, it might be such a foregone conclu- conclusion that they'll just go, yeah, okay, they're in it. But look how people react it. Again, like to to non news, I'm totally in it. Yay, he's in it. Wait, it's too early to say that. That was a misquote. You're not in it. No, that's not what I said. He's got to be in it. Like, no, no, that's not what was said. Ah. So based on that reaction, I think there's something to be mined in terms of because this is all about you know getting eyeballs and news cycles yeah. and all that sort of thing. Is to just leave it unconfirmed until you actually see them doing something in a trailer and then watch the world go wild. Yeah. Because, yeah, you yeah. and I are sitting here going, it's got to happen. If it's got to happen, 
why mention it? Why not? Why not maximize the 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 reveal? And that, yeah, that's, do, so that's do my like a first bet. photo or something uh, that that reveals the three of them on set uh, together yeah. for the first time. Or exactly what some some sort of. I mean, again, the, knowing how highly orchestrated everything is and how they've got these uh, huge elaborate spreadsheets where they know when they're going to release certain information and they know when they're going to announce certain things and they're going to uh, uh, give you a trailer and a photo and a poster and all of that stuff is so to the moment uh scripted out uh that yeah i, I don't think the daily mail is going to get that exclusive from poor ernie hudson no. uh this this early uh that's not to say i don't think we may get some casting information before fan fest but i i still have this strong psychic belief that we're not going to hear zilch until june that it's no. it, this was the big like hey new movie coming next year in 2020 stay tuned and now everybody gets talking. We want to go to FanFest and learn more. The fans are going to get thrown a little bit of a bone. Maybe it's something, some, you know, a, a casting announcement or photo or a sizzle reel, the stuff that we talked about last week. Uh, and then again, I bet it goes completely radio silent again. After FanFest, yeah. nothing until they do the the proper marketing of the movie later on. So, um but again, uh, Ernie Hudson trying to uh, button things up. He doesn't want his name associated in the rumor mill. He doesn't want to be the person that leaks things. Uh, Ernie has real bad luck with this. This is not I, the yeah. first time Ernie's name just ends up in the midst of things. Well, and and Ernie over the years he's been he's been the person that's out there saying, "Man, I hope that they do another movie with uh, the the, you know, the three of us." And it sure is a bummer that Harold's not here to to carry things on. And he's always said that. He's an interesting pairing with Aykroyd. Every time you ask Dan, it was like, absolutely. <laughs> and every time you ask Ernie, boy, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so at any rate, uh, no, the original cast is not confirmed. Do I think that they're issuing? Yes, probably. You're not going to do a movie in the original timeline without the cast. Now, one of the, the um, and let me pull it up so that I can qu- uh, actually quote the person here, but one of the questions that we got on our Instagram account when we uh, solicited questions and comments and stuff from you guys, uh, I thought was actually interesting, and it's, it's probably a good place for us to insert this here, um, but, and I want to make sure that I give that person their due, um, oh, I'm sorry, it was actually on our, our, uh, our Twitter account. Um, they were talking about what if they recast Egon Spangler with somebody like Maurice LaMarche? What if Maurice LaMarche ends up playing Egon Spangler in the new film? Um, and I don't know how I feel about that. I, I, again, do we think that's outside of the realm of possibility? Maybe they recast these guys as younger iterations of themselves somehow. Mm, I don't, I don't see that happening, but possibly or we see a flashback possibly I we hear a voice mind, yeah. possibly um shoot i cannot find that now I, I swear it was on our instagram I, I apologize if you're listening to this and i am not uh giving you correct credit i'll make sure to do that uh, next time but i did uh, i do recall i think it was dan harshman uh on the twitter put forth the suggestion that uh uh in his head, he's like, it's never going to happen. But I just love the idea so much that a, a dimensional portal <laughs> opens and Maurice LaMarche, uh, uh, um, Arsenio Hall, 
uh, oh boy, help me out Dave here. Dave Coulier. Uh, Dave Coulier and who, who am I missing? Uh, oh, um, Frank Welker. Yeah. Frank Welker, who yeah. is, you know, the hermit of them. It was like, man, just, and I was like, you know what? As a, a multiverse hopping throwaway joke, that would be fantastic <laughs> to have the four of them dressed up in RGB jumpsuits. They don't even need RGB to say anything. Jumpsuits. They can just like scratch their heads and be like, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Or they all have to say. Well, they do have to say something because then, then the the straights uh, or the in betweeners kind of get the they get the joke. Yeah. Even if they don't recognize the guys, they'll recognize the voices and go, "Oh, uh, good one." Yeah. Like, if they pull one of those IDW uh, multiverse uh, montage uh, things, I was like, "That has to happen, absolutely." <laughs> but um, I think uh, I think in my head, it's more of a uh, you know a Grand Moff Tarkin. Um, Princess Leia type situation, I think, is it'll be uh, limited uh, limited looks at Egon using CGI. I mm. think is interesting. So you you think they'll do a CGI recreation of him just just to be able to address something to give to give him a moment or a scene or a shot or something to, to yeah. have him involved. Yeah, and to be honest, I think they have something that. The other uses of this technology did not have, and in this case would work to its advantage, which is, this goes back to you and I chatted about, you know, potential premises and all that, is if if between Ghostbusters 2 and now, something happened involving Egon, so we get to see him in flashbacks or whatever sort of... Uh, we we they don't have to recreate 84 or 89 Egon, they'd be recreating the older Harold Ramis type Egon that we're more familiar with sort of thing. Um, and I think that allows them to create somebody that we immediately go, oh my God, it's Egon, while at the same time going, you know, seeing the uncanny valley by comparing yeah. to, to the real life footage of him and going, no, nah, it's not quite right. If, if you, if you have to make one who's 10, 15 years older, so he's kind of, but not quite, I, I'm curious. I think our brains actually might read that not as uncanny valley, but as like, aging character progression sort of thing. And I think that's kind of why I, th I don't know. I, that's just my, 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 my gut feeling on that one. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a shame because the, the, the roles that Harold did, uh, before he passed, there's nothing in there where footage could be taken one, like what they're doing with Carrie Fisher, uh, for the new star Wars, uh, so that they can conclude uh, princess Leia's story. It, there's there's none of that footage that really exists that they could some way somehow uh, cut in there and, and make work and then use somebody like Maurice LaMarche or a sound alike to to fill in the dialogue. Yeah. Uh, so if if he is going to appear, yeah, I guess you you kind of do have to create a digital model of him some some way and then hopefully it's done in a way that you know you don't because the Grand Moff Tarkin thing it's just it I, you bump on it so quickly you just yeah. I. I it it doesn't read. I understand why they do it, but it it doesn't read correctly for your brain because you you realize no. that something is just a little wrong. Um, well, we talked about this before. Yeah. That part of that problem too is is the eyes. Yeah, um, they go full CGI, and then it doesn't quite read. I think I think you know, like I said, I don't think you can create a an Egon that can carry a significant, significant amount of screen time, but I think you can find, you know, a body double, uh, you know, or a facial double that's close enough to stand <sighs> in. Have his son do it uh, at this it's, point. We, yeah. we, I think you and I mentioned that before too. Yeah. yeah. That's potentially something you could do. Although he'd be much closer to the, the younger, 
Egon, which is not necessarily a problem, but yeah. you'd have the Ramus eyes and then, you know, you dot him up and then you do some, uh, some mapping over top of it. And I, I, like I said, I think, I think it would work a lot better than some of the stuff we've seen before. And the stuff we've seen before is pretty darn cool. It's just, yeah. you know, we, we forgave Robert Downey Jr. in, um, in Iron Man. Or was it Avengers? Which one was it? Iron Man, I guess. Uh, because it was a virtual representation of him sort of oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so part of your brain goes, well, that looks more like a CGI character because well, it kind of is a CGI ah, character. But the so we let that one walk. in the Marvel movies works so well. So like, well. God, um, uh, Kurt Russell in, in, uh, yeah. in Guardians. Um, but then, you, you, you know, complete... CGI cut from whole cloth right, faces, right. But like you like have Star the actual Wars actor there that you're doing digital de aging makeup and stuff on. Yeah, them. yeah. yeah. A, if I think there's a middle ground that they can do here, and again, I don't think you could ask it to carry a large chunks of of the film, but I think it'd be really work really well. Uh, that's just. Yeah. Are we getting off on a tangent? We, we, we are. We I, it's fine. I mean, I feel like this is, again, talking about things that are going to be happening until next summer. Uh, you and I are going to get off on tangents about 2020, and <laughs> it's just going to happen. So I, I apologize. But uh, at any get rate. Get used to it. Yeah, get used to it. I'm, casting, I'm sure we will be hearing uh, very soon. Um, well, here, let's, let's put a button on our 2020 conversation here, uh, because sure. one of the questions that we got was actually from the ectopod podcast. Uh, one, one of the great things, and this happened in 2016 was a lot of the, um, the podcasts, uh, that started up and a few of the podcasts that were dormant and, and sort of the engine had started back up and, and people came, came back on the air. Uh, the ectopod, uh, folks have started their podcast up. So go, go give them a listen. But, uh, they asked us why everyone assumes that Oscar will be in GB 2020. Uh, and that reminded me of something that I didn't get to say last week, uh, was that I honestly kind of hope, and I don't think Oscar will factor into this movie. And, and you and I, I think talked offline, off mic about it for a little bit, but I don't think we ever on the air said uh, anything to that, that extent that Oscar age wise would be in his thirties. 33, point? 33, 31, 32, 33, something, something like, that. like that. Um, but I mean, I think 31, he's a, he's a yeah. sub one year old in 89. So yeah, but at the same point, like I don't, I, he's, he's not the future of the franchise. If anything, he pops in because, for a scene or uh is mentioned in passing uh you know much in the way which we're going to talk about here in the uh the idw comic you know kylie got her doctorate and she moved to minneapolis Uh, i bet there's a line of dialogue that says like oh dana i haven't talked to her since oscar graduated college that's it yeah that's that's the that's the only mention of oscar that i think is going to be in this movie what it is is it's the uh the star trek the next generation effect which is every time they've started a new Star Trek, you can have appearances by and references to the rest of the universe that you love in, yeah. in the characters you love and all that. But nobody went in the next generation. It's like, and here's the new Enterprise, and it's Captain Kirk Jr. <laughs> and his half Vulcan sidekick, Spork. Or, you know, they don't try, and it's the kids of the... And that was floated for a while as a potential follow-up to... It's their kids doing it. And I, I guess that could be done. I just... The more I think about it, 
the less I think that actually, I think people feel like that's where they want to go. And I think what you end up with then is <laughs> the, whatever the, whatever the third person equivalent of imposter syndrome is. I, well, there's no, you just yeah. think they're imposters. You're sitting there going, well, you're no original guys. Uh, I think you kind of have to, I think it works better if the characters get to be their own characters and not have to live under somebody else's direct shadow. And I think, like I say, Oscar, I, I, I'm not even a hundred percent sure we'll, we'll get to see, you know, Janine or, um, or, or Dana in or any, Dana any or Lewis big way. Or, yeah. I mean, it, there, there's a strong possibility that we're not going to outside of Ray and Peter and Winston and maybe, I mean, the, the two characters that we haven't brought up are Peck and Hardemeyer, which I think <laughs> there's, I, I wanted to chime in. You have a, a Twitter thread going that's false GB uh, 2020 rumors. I wanted to chime in with a post credit scene on a yacht. Peck meets with Hardemeyer and says, we got to start a team of our own. Slam to black. <laughs> Um, but like, we'll do it then. Don't let me hold you back. Uh, uh, yeah, I just I don't think you know the 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 problem is that it would feel disingenuous for. All right, look, with the exception of Jason Reitman directing the film of his father, Ivan Reitman, a lot of times the father and the son relationship doesn't really extend past. Uh, you know, your your old man always wants you to follow in his footsteps, but. Uh, my dad's a lawyer. I'm obviously not a lawyer. Uh, that it just never happens. And knowing that Oscar's dad was kind of a stiff, maybe he's like in an orchestra or something. Maybe he has no desire to be a ghostbuster. I don't, I mean, gone off to do, you know, engineering or architecture uh, or something. I mean, and the bummer is we've, we've seen fan film after fan film after fan film where it's, uh, somebody related to a Spangler, somebody related to an Oscar. And I think that that the, the problem is now we have a star Wars fatigue (laughs) where everybody has their own version of, of how things move on. And I think maybe it's probably better for them to just do something different, do something entirely that's unexpected. And you don't want to see Oscar. You don't want to see, Peter and Dana trying to raise, look at, uh, um, Indiana Jones and the kingdom of the crystal skull, where all of a sudden it's revealed that uh, Shia LaBeouf is Indiana Jones's kid. And then, and, and things turned so quickly that Indiana Jones became the cranky old dad, just like his dad was. And you go, wait, what? No, Indiana yeah. Jones is not that you, you it, it, things just start to bump. So, um, I don't know. I, I kind of hope that Oscar isn't involved, which, um, not, not a knock to the, the Deutschendorf, uh, uh, twins for what they did as babies. And, uh, on, honestly, you know, Hank and Will, I'm sure would love to see Oscar or, or would have loved to see, I guess I should say, uh, Oscar, um, continue, but I just don't, I don't, th- I, I don't want to see Oscar's story. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm saying it, I'm saying it on the record. I don't want to see anything that's Oscar really related. We've been out of touch with these characters for... A long time, two and a half decades, and I, I, I think it. The main uh, thread, if you want to put it that way, in this film has to be about the core of the team, which yeah. is as many of the four guys as we can find out about. It's not about what's Janine up to, how's Lewis doing, where's Dana and Oscar. And that's not to say they can't be referenced or nodded to or, you know, who knows who's doing what, you know, maybe even do get to see a little bit of them sort of thing. But it's not about catching up with 
everybody that was mentioned in the originals. This is about what happened to the Ghostbusters. So Ghostbusters as a concept, right? You know, at, at which point we say, what happened to Ghostbusting? What happened to the Ghostbusters? And then that, that means then let's look at the four guys, find out what happened and move from there. Um, and if you do anything else, you're just, you're just watering it down. Like it's yeah. just, or, or it, not only that, it undermines the fact that the important part about this movie is what happened to the four guys. Right. It's not right. that we don't love Dana. It's not that we don't love Lewis. It's just that if we hear what everybody's up to, it downplays what happened to the heart of the story, which is four guys that started a company to fight ghosts. What yeah. happened to that? What happened to them? So if we lay all that out and then we go, oh, and, you know, here's Oscar to talk about how he's, you know, uh, studying to be an architect or working as an architect. It's like, you know what? Yeah. Do that, kids. Let's just pretend Oscar went on to be what's his name from <laughs> How I Met Your Mother and be done with it. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and, I, uh, it's it's too much for them to have to 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 shoehorn into one film. I yeah. mean, I think I think if anything, if Sigourney Weaver is not a part of this movie, if anything, maybe when we see Peter uh, in his home or apartment or office or the firehouse or something somewhere, uh, they send a stills photographer stills photographer for a day to take a photo of Sigourney Weaver and Will Deutschendorf and. The, the two of them are in a photo together and that's just sitting on his desk. It's, or it's yeah. sitting, it's hanging on his wall. And they, I hate to say it, they work better as little Easter eggs like yeah. that than they do then, especially again, and this is the next step is once we find out what happened to the four guys and we need time, that takes time. It's going to take yeah. time to do a serious telling of what happened for the last 25 years to the company and the four guys. You then have to set up who's going to move beyond them. Right. And that's going to take time for us to figure out who these people are and get to know them. And and again, so it's it makes more sense that they're not, you know, Spengler Jr. They're not, uh, you know, Vankman Jr. They need to be their own characters because in future movies, they're going to be the ones carrying it themselves. Right. By yeah. and large. And um yeah, and, so, and the more exposition you have to get in there about characters from thirty years ago, the the less you're taking away the spotlight yeah. from the pe- the people that you need to introduce and do character development for for the future. Which is it's a it's a tricky, delicate balance. Which I'm glad we have uh, people like uh, Jason and Gil doing it because I know that they can kind of strike that balance and and give it heart yeah. where it doesn't feel. You know, again, when you see, uh, it, it, not to keep bringing up Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but when you see the photo of uh, Sean Connery sitting on the desk and the camera kind of lingers there and you hear the the, the Grail Knight uh, uh, theme from John Williams kick up and it's just that one little moment to acknowledge like, oh yeah, uh, his dad's gone and, and we move on. Like that's, it, it, it was... Yeah. It was a Spielbergian kind of uh, sentimental moment, uh, which I don't think we'll be getting in this type of a film. But you know, just just something to acknowledge. Like Peter, Peter uh, is talking to one of the kids, one of the new kids, and they say, "Who's this in the photo?" And he goes, "Ah, uh, ex girlfriend and her kid." And then he takes the photo away. You know, just some sort of a little yeah. nod to us that we get it. And or then we move okay, on. here's 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 a, a complete hypothetical because again, we know nothing about it, but they're about to head into trouble again for umpteenth time uh we know we've seen it twice in a movie once in a video game uh and been hinted at that there may have been something that sets up this movie great okay so they're 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 risking their lives once again and they're old men so these things get harder and harder 
And, you know, we get a, a small moment of a one-sided conversation of Peter talking into the phone, you know, basically saying, no, I was just trying to find your mother. No, no, everything's fine. No, it's fine. Oh, gotta go. Everything's good with yeah. everything's good with you. <laughs> All right, well, and then and no, and then just literally say, okay, well, let's. I'll, I'll try and call you later. Let your mother know I was trying to trying to get a hold of her. You know, and then he says, you know, and I love you, pal. And then yeah. hangs up. And that's it. All of a sudden, we know that Peter, the the lovable rogue, found a spot in his heart to have a bit of a family. Couldn't quite hold a relationship together because that yeah. was always kind of a problem. And that's it. We're done. Like, yeah, he would I totally think- be Johnny Come Lately. He he absolutely would be that person in, in Oscar or Dana's life. Yeah. And I think, and I like I said, I think that kind of thing works to reinforce the four guys. Stuff like that helps reinforce members of the core four than us trying to somehow expand upon these other characters. And it's hard because basically in terms of, of narrative or all that, it's describing, I, I want to describe them as the lesser characters and that, that I'm sure will annoy some people because Dana's not a lesser character. No, no, no. I understand what you mean. They're, they're not, but they yeah. are not the core of the premise of the Ghostbusters sort of thing. So I think, you know, I think I, th- and I think Reitman's the kind of guy that would do a lot more of that. Like, like you say, just little using the characters to just shore up and expand upon and deepen the four core guys. Um, you know what I mean? Like yeah, uh, alluding to those character nuances that make them real people. Well, I mean, real people on screen that you believe yeah. are real. Yeah. I mean, what do we need to know about Dana in life other than, she, you know, raised her son. He's doing well. She's doing what she loves and she's out of danger because yeah. guess what? She was kind of in danger twice already. It's okay to let her go have a life yeah, please, and not please be in danger. Let the two not of them. only that, I mean, IDW has explored the concept of she's a focus, which is why it keeps coming up. And that's great. I just don't think the movies need to then redo that. I think there's yeah. room for her and Oscar and for, you know, um, the rest of the characters to, uh, you know, th- let's just put it this way. There's five characters to this movie. There's the four guys and there's the company that they form. So I think let's, if we look at it that way, all the characters then can be used in some way to bolster the characters. You know, uh, Dana and Oscar can bolster Venkman. I think there's potential if they could ever get him to, and I don't know that he would, but again, this is so such a unique take on it that it might be more to his liking to have Lewis appear in such a capacity to say like he like yeah I'm filing the paperwork you the company's essentially in stasis but it's not gone right like yeah. I'm keeping I'm keeping the paperwork uh, going it's still there on paper you know when are you coming back and all that sort of thing right again so he serves he serves the purpose of of telling us what the company's <laughs> lewis, like lewis isn't like a, a book stack or like a paper stack of, of nothing but file cabinets and <laughs> uh, yeah guys i got i got everything taken care of you're still paying me right okay bye like <laughs> <laughs> yeah or i mean that's that's one guy that might get uh, the step out a yeah. little bit and and and, and, and increase it but anyways it, it, we're running around in circles yeah. but my, my point is it's like Ah, it's going to be a big story no matter how you cut it. I don't know that we have room no, to uh, revisit everybody, no, right? And, and maybe that's where the uh, the extensions, maybe the IDW comics tie-ins will be able to help uh, alleviate some of up. that yeah. pressure uh, for the for the creative team. But so at, at any rate, 
Oh my goodness. Again, I feel like we're going to be doing this every single episode where I'm like, I look at the, <laughs> the, the clock runtime here on our episode and I go, Oh no, we don't, we don't have time for this and this and this I'm gonna have to prioritize. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, again, I want that, that dialogue to keep going. I mean, I, I feel like, yes, people will say like, Oh, it ha- absolutely has to be Oscar. Or, I mean, no, maybe that's Oscar's it. one of the dads really? of the kids and that's it or something. Um, so yeah. uh, it, it could go either way, but, uh, but yeah, I feel like, again, everybody has their own version of what this story, this continuation was. That's why we had all of the Kenner action figures and we were trying to continue the story, uh, you know, as, yeah. as kids in 1989 and beyond and, and, uh, and, and hopefully they're just making a good movie. It, it's not going to be what everybody wants. It's not going to be everything that everybody has asked for or wanted. Uh, but I just hope that it's a good film. And that's kind of what we, that's kind of what we said for Ghostbusters answer the call too. It was like, are, do they have proton packs? Do they catch ghosts? Good. I'm in. I yeah. think that was your go-to <laughs> quote over and over that's, and over. Yeah. I'll, I'll happily go yeah. see it. Uh, so, so yeah, so, uh, let's, we'll, we'll put a pin in the, the remainder of 2020, uh, conversation. I feel like we could sure. continue this and, and go on. I do want to touch on that Ghostbusters world is invading Canada at the moment, uh, with the seven yeah. eleven tie-in. Uh, so take if, that America, I know Us man first. Well, and I also <laughs> kind of feel like this might be a, a little bit of a testing ground for location based, uh, stuff that, if it's only Seven yes. Eleven stores that you get these respawns for certain ghosts and you get certain um, uh, extra bonus uh, items from the, the portals that you visit, uh, are they testing this out for like FanFest? Are they testing this out for movie theaters? Are they it, – it's a good way for them to kind of co-brand with somebody like Seven Eleven, who obviously yeah. has done Ghostbuster stuff in the past too. And uh, it gives you an excuse to go get a Slurpee and turn on uh, Ghostbusters World, see what you get at the portal, see if you can catch. I think there's three ghosts, including Sandman, that you can be uh, catching there. Yeah. Um, and, and it's kind of cool. Uh, I wonder sometimes, because this game is based around things like Pokemon Go and all that, where it's about getting out and going and finding yeah, ghosts. Yeah. But I think a lot of people are leaning on the or I can just sit in my living room and fight what comes to me sort of thing. Uh, so this could be, if nothing else is just a, um, a, a test, you know, they're looking at their, their game analytics and going, wow, people are really not heading out into the night to go yeah. take on something. How do we do that? Maybe we have to link up with people and co-brand with people. Or I like your idea too, though, that it'd be something else to say, here's the new movie. And by the way, bring your phone and your, 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 you know, your account. Cause there's going to be a, a special ghost there to fight. Yeah. Uh, when you go in sort of thing. Um, I, Canada, I, I was, I was patting ourselves on the back that we got something that America didn't, but we, Canada is also, uh, in the past been shown to be kind of a mobile testing ground. Yeah. Uh, you know, where, where, we're, we're a, a tiny little <laughs> nation. Um, so they're, they're and, testing this at 7-Eleven stores there, and then maybe it, it yeah. ventures down uh, here to, to yeah. the States or, or elsewhere it, or worldwide. It, if, it, or, if it proves popular, it's fairly easy yeah. then to like, you know, maybe move it down to the States. Or this is just testing the water for, uh, you know, whoever they, uh, you know, they co-license with for the movie and all that. Like if it was ATC, like find your nearest Papa John's and... Yeah. Go fight a ghost sort of thing. And, and um, I bet, you know, now given that this, this game was just released and the movie is right around the corner, they're going to really, they're easily going to be able to bootstrap in uh, content from Ghostbusters 2020 into this game. So I bet this game kind of populates with, with stuff from the new movie. Um, but, uh, but regardless, it's cool. I, I always love seeing, um, 
you know, uh, tie-ins, uh, like back in the day with the, the Hardee's tie-ins and, uh, the McDonald's, yeah. uh, real Ghostbusters toys and things like that. I just, it, it, it gives me that little nostalgic kick, uh, that I just, I absolutely adore. I love going into a store and seeing whatever the cardboard standee that says, uh, buy your Slurpee with a Slimer straw, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I just think it's cool. I'm glad that that's happening and it's not, it's not revolving around a movie release, which is usually what it ends up uh, being. So that's, that's why, cool that's too. why it kind of feels like a, it's a test of something really. Yeah. You know? Yeah. For, for next year, some, some sort of testing, but uh, at any rate, so if you are in Canada, go uh, hit up your Seven Eleven stores, uh, make sure to check in. Um, fan fest. Let's, let's table that. I feel like we can talk about fan fest next week. Yeah, um, and we also kind of vaguely touched on it too in we earlier did. discussions. I mean, we so, kind of mentioned it in passing, but not really in depth. But I no. feel like that can be a whole conversation on its own. Yeah. Um, and we also didn't really talk about what it means for the animated movie and Ecto Force outside of well, they're now happening after this live action film. We'll table that. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, that's that's not pressing. Um, and I really wanted to talk about Ghostbusters Weekend on Sci-Fi, but um. Uh, revealing <laughs> behind the curtain here, it is Wednesday, and Sci-Fi has still told us absolutely nothing really about nothing this. Nothing about it. And so. if you check the program guide, Ghostbusters nowhere to be found. So I have no idea what's going to be happening uh, this coming Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Maybe we can uh, come back to that next <laughs> week, and th- maybe there's some sort of a surprise. But yeah, unless there's some sort of surprise, and you and I are scrambling on Sunday night to drop ah, in a little God, something it's just- in. <laughs> It's so dis- <laughs> they they put so much time and effort into that great promo that had the great it's, song and yeah it's got to be something right and then there's like nothing did they move it did were they not expecting this movie announcement early uh and and they're going oh boy we timed this incorrectly everybody's gonna be tuning in thinking that we've got something and we don't have anything um I I have no <laughs> idea but uh so so stay tuned uh we'll we'll revisit that if something happens or next week we'll talk about that nothing happened and it was kind of a letdown. Don't know. Yeah. Can't tell you. Ah, um, uh, news is news. News is news. Uh, so I think that is everything. There are there are a couple of cool merch things. There were some new shirts that were uh, re- uh, released, kind of like some Hawaiian shirts. Um, not not too much in there that we can get into. So so let's not do a, this. Well, that was the sorry. Was it something? Oh boy, mod. Mod. So I was gonna say mod cloth, something. but that's not right. Um, but yeah, it, again, that was something that just happened. And then also I, I believe fright rags has announced that they're going to be doing ghostbusters, uh, shirts as well. Uh, right. but we haven't, haven't seen what those are. So, uh, potentially some pins. Cause I've noticed they announced they had some teen wolf licensed teen wolf ooh. pins. So now I'm kind of wondering if maybe if they're, they're got the, cause they, they get the official okie dokes when they do their stuff. If they get the okie doke to do no Ghostbusters shirts, maybe, maybe they'll pins? do some pins. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they do good work. I mean, they, they've got a lot of really like fun, uh, uh, horror, uh, related shirts. So, um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm anxious to see what they too. do. They've got some really great artists. Doing so, shirts. uh, so yeah, so, okay. I, I want to leave as much time as we can here to talk Sanctum of Slime. Yeah. So, uh, let's, let's throw to some, some voicemails that we got. And then when we come back, we'll be talking about the Ghostbusters 2021 shot featuring the Sanctum of Slime characters. Uh, this will serve as your spoiler alert, which I'll give you on the tail end of voicemails as well. Hey, guys. This is Rowan out of Austin, Texas. Uh, love the show. And uh, just calling to give a few thoughts on the, the new movie coming out. I uh, just listened to your episode, and I love your guys' version uh, potentially of events 
Um, Egon passing the torch. Uh, well, Ray passing the torch with Egon gone. Ray trying to find him. And uh, it also gives me a bit of a heartache. And I uh, had to hold some emotions back myself. And uh, I think it's going to be pretty spot on to that. And I feel like also, yeah, it would be the way to go. Um, another note, I have a personal note. Um, I want to say at first my reaction to this was not exactly all that great. Mainly just because of the, the backlash of answer the call and uh, the continuing discussion that, that is happening even now. Um, and I was kind of not sure if I really wanted the third movie or fourth movie in this case. But uh, after listening to you guys, uh, it's got me a bit more excited, a bit more hopeful. And I think uh, Jason's going to do a good job. Uh, I was a fan of Juno, and uh, I think it's going to be really good. Um, one thing I would like to see out of the, the new movie, even if it doesn't happen in this one, but maybe sets up for later iterations, later projects, you know, the expansion into Ghostbusters Incorporated or some version thereof. Just given how Sony has kind of branded um, Ghost Core up to this point and using uh, the fan base as a way to help, you know help promote things with this kind of keep things going in that respect I think it would be kind of a natural segue into that at some level and that would be a nice nod to the fans uh, kind of a thank you maybe a silent thank you um, anyway that's pretty much where my head is um, I am pretty stoked for a new movie can't wait to get back in uniform and uh we appreciate everything you guys do. Keep up the good work, and looking forward to seeing what you guys come up with next and what you report on next. Thank you, guys. See you on the other side. Hello, this is uh, Ghostbuster Joe on Instagram. Uh, this is the founder of the Ghostbusters of Pike County. I'm from Milford, Pennsylvania, and I'm calling, like, even though it was the last episode, regarding the Ghostbuster teaser. I'm very excited, and I can't wait. And just please. Don't let Bill Murray die in this one. Bill, just do the movie. Just listen to Dan, even though he's old and kind of crazy. And, yeah. But, yeah, I'm excited. And I can't wait. And, hey, we know who we're going to call in 2020. Have a good day, guys. Bye-bye. Hi, Crushrip. This is Fraser. I am the co-founder of the Ghostbusters of Glasgow and I'm also one of the organisers of ExoCon 2020, which is coming to Glasgow in Scotland next June, uh, randomly, just in time for Ghostbusters 3. Um, my, my thoughts on it is that it's going to be great because we didn't think we were going to get another Ghostbusters film, not a live-action one anyway, uh, after uh, Answer the Call didn't do as well as it could have at the box office. Um, which is nobody's fault. Um, I think everyone needs to keep a cool head. I don't think this is the time to lash out at, at, the, at 2016 or anyone who supports it. There's a, there's a little bit of that online at the minute, uh, which isn't great. Um, I think we should all just be grateful that we're getting another film and it's a continuation from 84 and 89. It'll be really exciting to see which characters they bring back. I'm really hoping you know, I think it's a certainty that Dan's going to be in it. It would be amazing if Ernie was in it and if Bill Murray was in it, then that would be a miracle, but it would be amazing. Um, hopefully Dana comes back, you know, and Janine. But just, I just hope that it's a faithful continuation, but they also kind of break new ground on it. And I think that we should just be positive and be 
supportive for one another. This isn't the time to, to scream at each other for liking or disliking 2016, um, the movie, not the year. So yeah, let's just try and get behind it. Let's just try and be positive. And uh, let's just look forward to a great couple of years of ghost busting. Um, and you know, it's a really great time for the fandom. So let's hope that we can all get behind that. And I'll just say finally that if if Ghostbusters 3 does well, then we might get Answer the Call 2 or we might get an animated crossover film that's Spider-Verse. I don't think the door is completely closed on those characters from Answer the Call and I really hope they're not because I think they definitely deserve another out and out, out with the comics. So we'll see. But anyway, thanks for listening to me and um, can't wait to hear the podcast. And who are you going to call? Probably, probably us, the Ghostbusters of Glasgow. Hey guys, it's me, Bernie from Maryland, and yeah, I'm shocked as much as you over the fact that we're getting another live-action Ghostbusters movie so close right after, right after the last one, you know? That's, like, I never thought we'd be getting one so soon. I mean, I was thinking that we were going to talk mostly about, like, the animated movie or, you know, something like that, or like a safety DVD sort of thing, but... This is really fucking amazing. I'm excited for it, and I'm sure everybody else is still excited about it. And what it's definitely going to be, I'm not sure, but it's going to be fun. That's all I can say for now. It's going to be fun. And yeah, and there's so much news going on right now, but Leslie Jones tweeted about, I guess, it's kind of negative, but still, you kind of have to acknowledge it because it's related but still okay well i'm excited we're all excited and i can't wait for june to hear what they got planned you know but wow okay well like always see you on the other side so, uh, hey, welcome to our, our finally, our conversation about the Ghostbusters IDW 2020. It's it's IDW's 20th anniversary. Uh, 2020 now has new meaning for us uh, Ghostbusters fans as well. Yeah. But uh, for their one-shot issue uh, focused on the Sanctum of Slime characters, uh, again, it unfortunately got kind of buried in the, uh, the avalanche of news uh, last week with the movie. Um, but is it a really solid issue, uh, and uh-huh. and and I'm I'm I want to give it as much of a, a spotlight here as we can. So, uh, God, where do we start? Well, uh, first of all, I have to give a personal shout out to Mr. Michael Tanaka as always. Um, and Michael, I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not saying this so that you don't uh, destroy me in your corrections email later. Um, but I had to use your transcript of the, uh, Sanctum of Slime cutscenes, uh, in order to kind of catch up again with these characters, because it occurred to me, I don't really remember that much about them aside from the, the couple of instances where, where they've popped up in the IDW comics. So I had to kind of go back and revisit what Tom Waltz had written for these characters and what their, uh, origins were. Like I, I had forgotten that Alan was Janosch's nephew. And here he popped up in crossing over and that was completely out of my mind the entire time we were reading it. But, um, so, and, and, and the good news is Eric was really nice enough to 
hold our hands a little bit. Like I, I know it was kind of a, a deep cut for them to be releasing an issue about Sanctum of Slime. So I think uh, Eric did what any good TV writer would do. And in the first couple of pages helped reintroduce the characters, helped reintroduce the world, uh, really uh, setting things up for us as to like, who, who are these people? I'm sorry. Wait, what am I, what am I reading? Okay. Okay. I got it. Yeah. Okay. I'm, we got this. Let's move on. Um, but I don't know. Let's, let's start with our first impressions, Chris. What, um, I mean, it's a 40 page book, so there's a lot in there. Uh, well, careful Ish. now. Well, 40 page. Yeah, I guess it's. It's just a little under 30. It's 30. And then they have the ash can in the back. Uh, the ash can yeah. takes up quite a bit. It's, uh, it's the uh, first chunk of crossing over number one. Right, right. Uh, and then the I, bonus I, I, story, uh, which takes up two pages, three pages. Um, three or four pages. Yeah. My understanding is that, uh, the story was supposed to be 24. Eric handed in 20, uh, there was a misunderstanding and then they, they pulled a, a, a small four pager yeah. together to fill it in. Uh, you and I are, we're not looking at the, the physical copy. Well, yeah. We're, we're both looking at the digital copy for, for many reasons at the moment, but, uh, yeah. So I suspect if we had the, uh, and of course the digital counts, the cover, and all that sort as of thing. As a page, yeah. So it's it's basically, yeah, like a 628. What's divisible by four? Quick. Quick. Uh, 28. <laughs> 20, yeah. So a 28-page book, uh, counting the covers and all that. Um, but yeah, no, it was it's good. It's, again, I commented on this before. It's like they made uh, a real kind of – nobody team suddenly interesting enough that I want to want to know more about I, I them. I do. I want to, I mean, the, the bummer of it is, is that it's a very succinct, you know, be, beginning, middle and end of a story. So, um, and, and there are things in there that kind of set up that we could continue on, but, yeah. um, it, it is the, the funny thing is so, so what initially struck me was Dan's art. He, he really did his, uh, a bang up job as he always does to completely latch onto the art that was done for the sanctum of slime game, which was not him. Um, and I'm blanking on yeah. the artist's name, Michael, there's your one. You can knock me right now because I, I didn't get the artist's name for sanctum of slime on, on hand, but, um, it, it, he's like, it's, it's outside of Dan's usual, um, art style, which immediately makes it feel different. I mean, when you get to the characters of, of Ray, Peter and Egon and Winston, they feel totally different. They're yeah. grizzled and, and older and, uh, uh, you know, uh, the waistlines have expanded quite a bit. Um, and I think well, it's, it's, it's very strange. And this is the one thing I took away from it is that they have set up the sanctum of slime universe as if it's, Sorry, I got the sniffles now too. It's adjacent to <laughs> a lot of the other properties. Like um, Extreme Ghostbusters was kind of a follow-up to the real Ghostbusters, but now in the comics it's a separate universe. Uh, so when you're looking at, at the, um, the Sanctum of Slime team here in the book, uh, one is a nephew of Janos, which ties it into Ghostbusters 2. Right. The original team is there and they're kind of grizzled and it reminds me of Extreme Ghostbusters back in the saddle guys. Yep. Uh, yeah. Which is kind of 
bolstered by the fact that there's a mention of Kylie, which again is extreme Ghostbusters, but then Egon's not blonde, which makes it more of a, again, a Ghostbusters 2, uh, like cinematic line universe. It's like, so it's weird that they've created this universe that's kind of a hodgepodge of, you know what I mean? Like it's not a direct line from anything that you can yeah. easily point to. And and somehow directly ties in because what I felt kind of sheepish about is I did all of this sort of homework, for lack of a better word, uh, refreshing my memory about Sanctum of Slime before reading the one shot. And then what's immediately evident from the very first page is I should have been watching more episodes of Real Ghostbusters because there are so many mm. ties to to RGB in here. Right. I forgot. Of course. <laughs> that it's like, well, well, wait a minute. So RGB, which is a totally different art style, obviously. And of course, Watt shows up and is exactly how she looks as the old, uh, very friendly grandma at the beginning. You're like, wait. But that doesn't exist in this world. That's this its own. World. That's its own universe, at least according to IDW lore. Yeah. So, well, then, then there's the 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 short story at the end, which ties back into Ghostbusters two again with Vigo. Only we find out, no, we're back in real Ghostbusters again. Yeah, it's Sandman like, did it. So, <laughs> it's so. I mean, it, and it's that's kind not of, a bad thing. None of this no, is a bad thing. No, but no, it's, oh, it's, no, it's great. It it kind of again it it. For for all intents and purposes, it makes the Sanctum of Slime uh, characters more interesting because they're more integral to all of these different things that we didn't think that they were s- sort of related to, that they weren't necessarily yeah. connected to, um, which I thought was great. I mean, and that was, again, the minute I saw that house appear from Mrs. Rogers' neighborhood at the beginning, I thought, oh, oh, this is kind of a continuation of crossing over. And in fact, they mention... Uh, that they just got back from their their multi-dimensional incursion, uh, yeah. which is is nice because I feel like that's what the April issues are going to be too. It's like, hey, everybody's back in their own universes. Now what? They've seen so much uh, and and done so much and seen all of this gear of all of these different people. And then, and then I love how quickly Ray and Peter sort of dismiss that. Like, yeah, we've we've done the whole saving the multiverse thing at least a dozen times. Like, come on, guys, this yeah. is nothing new to us. Suck it um, But uh, but yeah, so so I guess maybe should we focus on those those RGB tie-ins just for a second? So obviously you've got Mrs. Rogers' neighborhood, which is where yeah. the main villain comes from, um, and then she slash it. Uh, kind of when Watt turns into, uh, like possesses the clothing, which is very citizen ghost and even looks like citizen ghost where you have the, um, the, the original suits from the ghostbusters that they wore to Dana's apartment building that sort of reanimate and come to life with these, these spectral ghostbusters. Um, there's, uh, again, Sandman, you mentioned, um, well, what it else just is goes. In there? To, it just goes to show that if you're busting ghosts, yeah. Uh, shout out to Ghostbusters Resurrection. You guys need to write this in there. There's a <laughs> there's a risk that if you go from one job to another, the cross contamination can can amplify problems. Yeah. So, because all we've learned is that yeah, every time they've not cleaned their uniforms in a timely fashion, things get out of hand. Uh, yeah, the the ectoplasm. Uh, not only is it itchy but it can come back to bite you. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was really cool. I mean, it, again, this, this story stands on its own, but at the same time, it sort of relies upon your knowledge uh, and rightly so as an anniversary issue probably should, it relies upon your knowledge of, of the world at large, which um, 
I, I know a lot of people really enjoy. And it is those little Easter eggs like we talked about in our, our uh, live action movie uh, conversation at the top of the show. That's the kind of stuff that as fans, we see that and we go, oh my, yeah, that's awesome. That's so great. Um, so in terms of story, Chris, what were some of the highlights f- for you? Obviously I, I enjoyed the big battle at the end, um, uh, where, uh, the, the more that they hit Watt with the, uh, their proton streams, the more, uh, uh, dinosaur like, uh, it becomes. And I think one of them makes a joke, like, what do we want it to become Godzilla? And then it's completely, uh, unbeatable. Um, but, uh, but I loved that whole ending, um, I loved that Jeff showed up, which <laughs> I mean, I'm still, I, what, what I was kind of hoping for with this issue issue was that he became like more of a team member or we got a little bit more about him. Cause in the game, he serves a purpose. He gets you from point A to point B. He drives the yeah. Ecto four wheel drive, uh, SUV. Uh, and, and he kind of does the same thing in this issue. I guess it's true to character. Really? He shows up, he takes them somewhere and then he's like peace out i'm going to philly where there's no danger well frankly if if eric uh dropped the ball on anything uh four pages to fill in jeff a little bit as a pickup story (laughs) at the back probably would have went a long way well i wanted to see what he was doing in philly or why is he just driving what what, yeah why doesn't he help them like what's going on there but uh, it's four pages of him sitting uh just at at a shop eating a cheesesteak and going like, I wonder what those guys are up to, <laughs> and that's it. You know, <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know that I had a particular favorite. I, I think I, again, actually, all this issue did was drive home the fact that I kind of want more. I, yeah. I, I, I don't yeah. know if we'll get it just because they are very much a fan service. Uh, well, I can't. You can't even call them fan service. They they are a Ghostbusters deep cut, is what they are. Uh, it's not like uh, the world fell in love with the video game to the point that uh, we were clamoring for these guys. But now that they're here, I do want more of them. I just fear that because, you know, even amongst fans, they're not well known or regarded from the game, whether we'll get to see more of them. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's kind of a bummer. And ultimately, the, the what that's going to wind up doing is it might hurt the sales of this particular issue. But I feel that's what they're doing with the 2020 line because the Star Trek uh, issue is all about uh, Captain Picard when he was young and on the Stargazer. So again, it's also a deep cut for Star Trek fans. Um, well, it's a deep cut, but it's still Picard. You it's, know what I yeah, mean? I guess that's true. But uh, yeah, this is this is this is for unknowns that were horribly unknown up until you know they got revived less than eight months ago right like in 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 a comic series now that they're here it's like great i want more of them but um i don't know i don't know and and it's it's a good way to kind of work them in in knowing that the 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 four uh issue um the weekly series that's going to be happening in in april uh, for the anniversary um it's it's highlighting four specific teams not necessarily Sanctum of Slime, not necessarily the, it doesn't sound like the new Ghostbusters or the Chicago uh, team will be featured in that whatsoever. Um, So, so maybe this was kind of their way to work in that deeper cut character arc that they're not able to do in April. Does that make sense? That it's a little bit, it's, you've got real Ghostbusters, extreme Ghostbusters, prime Ghostbusters, answer the call Ghostbusters, but 
where is uh where's the room for ron alexander and stuff like that uh, uh well yeah. what if we do the, the sanctum of slime guys and that way it's it's one that's truly specifically for the fans that we know you know only a couple hundred people are going to really uh like oh my god i gotta read that um but also it will introduce uh maybe the 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 readers at large to the the bigger universe and kind of get them open yeah. to like these are not just ray peter winston and egon it's uh these guys look at look at these people well broadly though it also begs the question where are we gonna find out about you know the 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 robo ghostbuster and the <laughs> you know the giant rock ghostbuster and mike yeah I love mike. mike yeah um I, I'm assuming they have a plan for it, but right now I can't see exactly, unless it fits somehow into the midst of, uh, uh, Tom at IDW there was dropping hints about stuff happening in the summertime that we right. just haven't heard their, about yet. Their big to be revealed announcement. Um, yeah, which, which Eric kind of eyebrow raisingly, uh, just today said, I just turned in script for issue number one of super secret project that I can't talk about. And I'm like, is that what... No, Maybe. but he's already posted thumbnails for that. So that, that script already has to be in. But anyway, um, so yeah. Well, well, let's put it this way. We'll know soon because that'll have to be solicited in March. Uh, previews, yeah, I was going to so. say, we've, we've <laughs> got to get those solicits in for previews uh, soon, but um, maybe, maybe in April, they're going to do another round of trading cards, which if, uh, anything was learned from the last round of trading cards is you have to read those very, very carefully because they fill in a whole <laughs> lot of story that they're not able to get to. Yeah. Those um, things better be reprinted in the hardcover when it comes out. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, absolutely. If there's not a, a you know, a, a couple splash pages with all of those trading cards front and back that we're able to, to read those. That that's a huge chunk of story that was written that, uh, we need. Um, but so, um, oh, the one thing that I did think was interesting. So that the, the, the three or four page, um, B story that happened at the end, um, where you get Alan going in and, and shockingly finding Vigo, the Carpathian in the basement, down the basement stairs. um, I like the fact that Alan might be a little preoccupied with Vigo. I, I like that maybe his fears, maybe his, um, and, and I do know that he's kind of motivated, uh, again, thanks to Michael Tanaka's transcript and wonderful write-up on the GB wiki, which is a wonderful resource. I cannot suggest to you to go out and just read it for, for fun because they've really poured their heart and soul into that. But, uh, I do know that Alan was kind of preoccupied with not repeating his uncle Janosch's mistakes and, uh, and, and wanted to be a ghostbuster for that reason. So, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of cool to see that he's, I, I want more Vigo stories. That's the other thing that yeah. the tease with the three or four pages there is like, Oh, we need, we need more Vigo again. He's, he's gotta come back. Right. Time you know is but a we window. Need, we need, we need a, a proto Ghostbusters story of the, the magic user and his, you know, the three people that helped him oh. uh, put Vigo in the painting in the first place. Yes. Oh, that needs man. to be a story. That absolutely, that has to be like, even if it's just like a one shot or a four issue mini or something. Like, if, if you're listening IDW, I know two clever gentlemen who could put that together for you. Oh my goodness. That, that, that's one of those stories that like. It's fun. I've I've really been diving into the original movie lately again because of the excitement of the the live action movie and, yeah. and for for other reasons. But you know there are things in there where I think, oh, 
there's a time passage there and nobody has explored that yet. Like, wait a mm. minute. That that's gotta be a one shot. That's gotta be like a B story in the annual or something. They have to do these kind of things, but um, so we'll give you guys that one for free. You have to do Vigo's original, uh, how, how he was, uh, put in the painting. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, what else, what else about this issue, Chris? I mean, again, because it's, it's a new art style for Dan, uh, there are some kind of Easter eggs to talk about, but not nothing, nothing very overt to point out. No. Uh, Ky- oh, Kylie, you mentioned that Kylie's in it. Um, I, I did like the fact that she got a doctorate and moved to Minneapolis. Uh, so the Kylie that's in their universe is, um, living in the cold, which doesn't, I mean, <laughs> no. I guess New York gets pretty cold, but Minneapolis is not very goth. Uh, no, that's the other thing too. Why? Uh, did she become a Prince? Fa- is she a Prince fan instead of being kind of goth? I wonder if their version of, Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, she's more in, into the purple rain than the purple hair. Um, but uh, yeah, I, th- I thought that was a fun little nod. Um, and, and again, the dialogue, that's that's Eric's strength is he gets all of this kind of cool exposition in there. Uh, and it, it doesn't feel like you've got a character just telling you like, well, Kylie Griffin was this person and she moved it. Like, he's he's very good and, and sly about doing it, as any good writer is. Um, mm. Uh yeah, what I, I mean again, I love that that ending with with Alan diving into the belly of the whale, so to speak, uh, and exploding its head off. <laughs> such a weird, bizarre thing to see. Um, it, it it makes them way. I mean, this is kind of because they came from the video game. I think too is that they're much more action oriented as a team than yeah. some of the other ones. Yeah. Uh, I mean, right down to uh, look at when, when Jeff appears in the uh, SUV and it's the Hummer with all of the, like, that's, that's, a, that's a video game car right there. That is, oh, yeah. that is stocked up and, and ready for battle. But, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, overall a, a very fun issue. And I know um, last week I, I kind of talked about um, <laughs> it's the, the analogy that I made to my wife was we, we went, we did pizza testing at a, a new restaurant and they had all these pizzas on there and, but they were going to randomly give you one pizza and then you had to give your thoughts on it. And the pizza that we got was the shrimp scampi pizza, which would be the absolute last pizza that I would have ordered had we have been given the chance. And that's what we had to test and, and taste and stuff. And, and I made the joke when I was sitting reading the comic to my wife that like, yeah, I'm kind of reading the uh, shrimp scampi pizza of Ghostbusters. Like if, if I had my choice, like the sanctum of slime guys would not be the ones that I would focus my attentions and efforts on, on exploring. But I was pleasantly surprised both by the pizza when we went there and by the issue, because the, the, the characters are so much fun and it's a totally different world. And there's kind of that dark gritty edge to it, uh, both in the art style and the storytelling that, uh, I, I dug it. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got, except for this weird sniffle that just came out of nowhere. Um, but uh, we need, we need more of the sanctum of slime team. Yes, please. Uh, more more Ghostbusters comics. I mean, that's kind of what everything boils down to. Is just more Ghostbusters Basically. stories, please. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 Ghostbusters. I'm sorry. We'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. You do? And Twitter accounts. Friends is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. 
the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Well, Chris, uh, miraculously, some way, somehow, we're doing okay. We're just hovering a little over an hour here, but uh, <laughs> I don't know how we did it. Uh, what uh, What do you have in terms of uh, final thoughts for this week? Anything? None, because I took crap for having three last time. <laughs> so there. <laughs> Wait, who gave you crap for having three? Well, Ryan did. Ryan oh, did. okay. <laughs> Ryan! It's just um, Ryan. Yeah. I don't really have any final thoughts. Uh, I, I, I don't know that I'm going to worry too because uh, basically boy until minimum of june if not well into next year each episode is going to be nothing but final thoughts right like we're just going to be absolutely what about this yeah. what about this what about this what about this? so at the moment i don't really have much of anything <laughs> um <laughs> i just i think we'll relax right now and uh you know in the coming weeks if something good uh, comes along i'll uh, i'll throw it out there but right now boy we've We've what ifed so many other things oh, up till yeah. now. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. That's so all right. I'm, I'm I mean, okay. Uh, I, I feel like uh, that's that's okay. I, I feel like so. Uh, uh, Mr. John Yurkeba, um, who uh, love love and adore that guy, he had sent us uh, an Instagram message saying that you know what, I don't have thoughts, comments, questions, but my mind, I'm just really focused on being thankful for even keeled fans who can just casually converse and be excited about things um and if if anything is to be gleaned from this episode that's what you and i are really trying to focus on doing chris that yeah with with all of the stuff that can very quickly easily become distracting or clickbait or uh we, we can talk about the uh whatever the controversy of the day might happen to be I just want to be, I want to be casual. I want to converse. I want to be excited about stuff. And that's, that's what this podcast is all about. So, um, so we're, so, uh, John, you just chimed in for the final thought basically is what I'm saying. There it is. There you Uh, go. All right. Well, uh, until next week, uh, where we will continue to do our best to be even keeled and casually converse. (laughs) We'll see you all on the other side. Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Next week, though, Careless Pets. We're so good.